Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 15th. The time is about 11.30. And Reddy MPC has been conducting a conference call for the past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please put your camera on and let our team know that you're a newcomer. Uh, please let our team know that you're a newcomer. Hemant? Hemant? Yeah, hi. Uh, yeah. Uh, good morning, uh, Rahul, and thanks for your time. Um, I became a citizen uh, in January, a naturalized citizen in January, and my mm-hmm. wife was scheduled for an N-400 interview on February the 2nd. Uh, mm-hmm. But a week before February 2nd, we received a letter uh, saying that the inter- her interview has been uh, descheduled because of unforeseen circumstances, mm-hmm. and we haven't heard for, for a month and a half now about rescheduling. Uh, I oh, what is your question? To, uh, so I tried to contact USICS on that number, but there is no update. They are just giving the same same message that it has been. Uh, uh, you can you can contact the congressman. That's all I can tell you. But I don't know if there is any benefit. Typically, when they reschedule, it may take anyway between one month to six months. Oh, one month to six months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Then. Okay. Thank you. Siju? Siju? Sorry, can, can you hear me now? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for arranging the session. I'm a newcomer. So um, I joined a company like two years back and they're uh, trying to file my I-140. I have an um, um, EB2 category already with the old company. Now the, the new company is saying that they can file only in EB3 uh, category. Uh, I have a bachelor and master's degrees from India, and I have more than 15 years of experience in my relevant field. The reason what they're saying for EB3 category is that my job posted, uh, the, the position posted. It is, uh, it is not what you are qualified for. It is what the position requires will get you to EB3 or EB2. You got it? So if you have a Nobel Prize, and Oscar award, okay? That doesn't mean that you will have to fit into EB2. If the position only requires EB3, then it's only EB3. Yeah, the position says that the position requires a bachelor degree in business or and they can accept three or four years. Yeah, uh, that definitely is EB3. Okay, but it also says that I need at least seven years of experience, but that doesn't count. The experience no, you just, said three or five, four years. Now you're telling seven years. No, no, the experience is seven years, but the bachelor degree could be three years or four years. So would, would they not count the experience? Also? I don't know exactly the wording that you're speaking because 
bachelor's degree is four years though is your bachelor's degree three years uh, no my bachelor degree and i have a bachelor in commerce and a master in commerce ah i know why they did an eb3 i know why they did an eb3 okay um you um if somebody has a bachelor's in commerce okay and then you said you said after bachelor's in commerce what do you have masters in commerce yeah definitely i will fit only in eb3 you won't fit in eb2 and there are a lot of technical reasons why you only fit in eb eb3 okay it's very hard to explain in this one minute but your lawyer is very good i certify him very good okay yeah but the reason what they're saying is because my previous i got yeah because of your degree you cannot fit in eb2 sir no he is not saying because of my degree he is saying that the position accepts 3 year bachelor so you so sir, we should sir you cannot fit in eb2 okay and okay. what is if you want you can have a consultation pay 400 dollars i'll tell the same thing okay and if i do go for eb3 now is there an option to switch it to eb2 later with your qualification though you have less than 2% chance of eb2 success okay next person please thank you supra yes uh, hello rahul garu um, i am a newcomer uh, to this uh, zoom call um, mm -hmm. my question is uh, so i am on a h1b visa and uh, my eb2 i140 is approved uh, with a priority date of 2014 april and uh, my girlfriend uh, she is a us citizen and uh, she's an uh, she is in us army major and we are planning to get married in april next month and uh, and and what is the status uh, for the what is the process or the timeline for me to get a green card is there a faster lane for like us army uh, people spouses there is one i don't know how that works but i know there is one okay okay and and the timeline uh, is the timeline faster for the us army citizen spouses yes there is one which is faster but i don't know how it works i have to admit that oh okay okay and do you have any recommendations who i can contact uh, or if you or... drop an email i can give you a law from that does it okay i will send an email to you i will find your email on your website i guess ready newman law uh, okay. i'll i'll Sounds find good. your email and send it to you thank you rahul garu thank yep. you then. yeah thank you Shano. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. So uh, actually, my concurrent uh, H-1B uh, petition was filed uh, by by my employer, and recently I got a RFE. So mm -hmm. what my employer is thinking is uh, they are thinking of withdrawing the uh, application. So it was uh, filed as a part time. Now they are thinking of withdrawing the application and filing as a H-1B transfer as a full time. So, mm -hmm. do you think uh, there's an issue in in this? If they withdraw mm -hmm. the original concurrent um, application and file it as a new application as a full time H-1B transfer. What's the reason for the RFE though? Uh, it was uh, related to some hours, I guess. I uh, uh, some hours related. I'm, uh, I need to look in. We need to look into the RFE to see if they are asking to see if you violated any of the provisions that you already lifted and put in there. Though, if you put only twenty hours and you are working for forty hours right now, 
that becomes a problem though. So you may want to have that RFE shown to a lawyer and have a consultation though. So is there a, an issue in withdrawing if we just withdraw it? Withdraw it is not a problem, but refiling may be a problem. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, since it um, got uh, before March 26th, I heard like uh, there is an additional um, 60 days to respond to an RFE. So will, it be right. fine? so will it be fine to respond to it? I need to look into the RFE and what you're doing. I'm a bit worried that they file for 20 hours and you're working for 40 hours. Did you see my point? Uh, yeah, I see. Okay. That's the reason I don't want to give you advice right now. Next person, please. Roy? Roy, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now, Rahul? Yes. yes Thank you, ahead. sir, for giving me a chance. Um, uh, Rahul, my priority date is September 2014. I have a full-time job uh, right now. Did you uh, file the 485? I did file the 485. It is a another story. Okay. Is the I-140 approved? I-140 is approved, yes. Okay, keep going. So I have another offer from a different company, and that's a full-time job too. So can I keep my current job and still work for another company? You have a EAD approved? I have an EAD approved too, yes. Sure, go ahead. And one thing I wanted to ask is, uh, my uh, attorneys have mentioned that they will continue um, you know, filing for H1 extensions. Will that create any problems for me? No, tell them not to. Um, it won't create any problem if they file it too. That's fine. Oh, so uh, you, I, you don't need to. You don't need to. I, I don't need to do that. But okay. But even if do they that. do, they that shouldn't be any problem for my EAD working for the second company, right? At the most, your H1B extension will be denied. That's all I can think about. And then I can still be on EAD on both the companies. Yeah, and uh, that's right. That's right. Okay, and no problem okay. with the travels, with the AP and all that stuff going to no. India. Okay. No, okay, no problem. Yeah, that's all I had. Thank you, sir. Chaitra? Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, this is like Anand uh, on behalf of Chaitra, like my wife. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm working uh, on L1 visa, like uh, in the United States uh, for uh, four, four years. So the question is like, my wife is interested to uh, work on L2 and uh, we have not applied uh, for a EAD yet. So I did go through some of the uh, like uh, policies in the uh, USCIS, like an uh, USCIS uh, website. And it says like uh, provide, uh, provides the E and uh, in one of the like, you know, policy highlights uh, states like, you know, provides that E and L dependent spouse are employment authorized incident to their status. And therefore, they are no longer required to request employment authorization by filing form. Like, I, I know the I know the whole thing. Don't read it to me. So, what's yeah. your question? So, question is that uh, uh, is she eligible to work without applying for EAD, or uh, it has to be? Married? When did she When did she got the? Uh, she's an L two dependent right now. Ah uh, yes, she's L two dependent. When did she got the L two approved? Uh, she got approved last year, uh, December. Yeah, you have to, you can either go to the deferred inspection and get the I-94 changed okay. or she has to, she can go to Mexico and come back though. And okay. because on the I-94, they will put a signal called something after the L2, they put something like UI, I forgot what it is. Okay. They put it. Once okay. they put it, then she's good to go. Okay. 
So without traveling to Mexico or any other countries, uh, is there any other op- uh, no. no, no other option. Uh, she can go to deferred adjudication and try her luck there. Okay. Okay. And if you want more information, though, consult Stephen Brown in our office. I'll give you his name. Okay. Stephen okay. Brown in our office. Okay. Next person, please. Aditya. Hey, um, hi Rahul. Thanks for this organization call. And uh, I have a short question that I have my H1B visa stamped with my previous employer. And now as I move to a different employer now, um, and if I visit, if I'm visiting India. Um, when is your visa expiring? 2024. Okay. And uh, now I, I'm, I'm not with the same employer with whom the stamping was done. I moved to a different employer, but I have a validized 797 approved. Do I still need to go for a stamping or not? No, you don't need to go for stamping. But when you come back, you make sure you let the officer know that you're coming back and this 797 approval, not the passport stamping. And make sure that you get an I-94 based on the I-797A approval of the company that you're working. As soon as you enter into the country, go online and check your I-94. If there is any problem, you contact a lawyer, we can fix it though, as soon as you come. But you don't come into the country and you wait for two years and find out your I-94 was shortened up. You got that? Yeah, okay. You should not be, but just in case there are five, 10% of the people, the officer will look into the passport and look into the, you know, they are so busy at that point of time, they may just only give it until this time. If you realize it, there are ways to fix it. Okay, the I-94 should be the latest I-94 on my latest I-797. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. If you are a newcomer, guys, please put your camera on. Let our team know you're a newcomer. Next person, please. Shravan. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hello, Rahul. This is Shravan. Actually, like my question is very simple. Actually, uh, myself and my wife, we both received uh, green cards uh, under EB2 uh, last week itself. But the category on my green card says E21. Whereas it should be E26 as per adjustment. So, whereas my wife's is correct, that is E27. She has got correct category. She is derivative and I'm primary. So, my question is like, uh, do I need to really apply for replacement of card? Is it worthy no. or like that? Fine. No, I would not do. Yeah, you're fine. So, like, uh, my only concern is like during the travels or during the naturalization, does it create any problem with this category? No, sir. No, sir. Nothing, right? Okay. Yeah, that is no. the only question. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. Nikhil? Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, so uh, my question is, uh, so I just got laid off recently and uh, I got a surveillance pay of about uh, three months. So my question was, so the 60-day grace period, does that start after the uh, end of my term date or end of the surveillance pay package? End of the term date. End of the term date? Okay. Because, yeah, I've been Googling around and I've been seeing multiple sure. versions of it. So, sure. uh, so of term date. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Srini. Hi, Rahul. Good morning. Uh, my name is Srini and uh, I recently filed my 485 in EB3. It went to uh, Texas Service Center uh, because it was a concurrent filing. My I-140 is approved. I do not have a EB2. So right now my question is, can I refile right now because we have a approved I-140K 
can I do 485 and 485J and send a new application? <laughs> this, is a, this is a topic we are going to discuss today at five o'clock. Emily and I am going to discuss about it. Um, is it illegal if you refile the entire 485? The answer is no. Okay. But would I recommend it to refile right now? I'm not going to answer that question, but I'll tell you, I will not refile it. <laughs> so should I, should I have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with you by date? No, Jan no, no. It's not going to change what one-on-one -on -one discussion is not going to change what we're discussing. No, it's not going to be useful. Your payment of the money is not going to be useful. You can watch the debate that I and Emily is going to have it today at five mm -hmm. o'clock central time though. But no, one-on-one -on -one session is not going to have any change on what we discuss. I don't need any lengthy time to discuss with you to charge you $400 and tell you something different though, no. Yeah, the only thing is my beard is going long and my head is going gray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, it's not illegal. It's your choice what you want to do. It's not illegal if you refile it. We are getting a lot of requests and uh, when we look into the stats though, I mean, they approved 3,000 cases in the entire quarter. And National Benefit Center is doing 26,000, almost 10 times that of the Texas Service Center. And the inventory is much higher, double at this point of time, at least in the last quarter in the Texas Service Center. I know all those things. This is my judgment call, but I'm not telling you what to do. I will only tell you one thing. Is it illegal to refile a 485 application under EB3? No, it's not illegal. Okay? Okay, thank you. N next person, please. The consultation is only when we need more evaluations to be done, when we need to understand it more. And there are a lot of intricacies that will be there, definitely. I mean, if it's a one-line answer and there's not much to evaluate there, it's just a personal decision, so there's no need for you to consult. Next person, please. Yes, Jay. Yes, Jay. Hi. Yes, go ahead. Okay, uh, I already asked a question. Uh, is it okay if I can ask one more question? Go ahead. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, I, I uh, My H1 uh, is ready for uh, the, um, I mean, I filed for H1 uh, um, extension and I'm uh, making it premium uh, today. And uh, so if it is approved, can I get my H4? Um, IU-94 by traveling to some other country and stamp it, is it possible for? Um, when is the H-4 plus EAD expiring? Um, it is expiring May 1st. I would, uh, so I would recommend to file H-1B, H-4 and EAD together. That's what, and then do the travel after you get the H-1B approval. That's what I would recommend though. Actually it was filed in a regular, uh, without premium. Like okay, but it's already, so you're saying that H-1B, H-4 and EAD has already been filed. Already by filed like a two months. Oh, please do premium processing and do the travel. No questions to be asked in that. Uh, travel to which country, sir? I mean, Canada? Mexico, Mexico. Oh, so do they give the appointments now? Why do you need an appointment there? Oh, just, just go there and come back with the stamping. Mm -hmm. That's right. No stamping. I didn't say stamping. Where'd you got the stamping word? Oh, sorry. I thought uh, um, for that, we need to get it stamped. The no, sir. You added that up. I want you to watch this video that I'm sending it to you. 
Okay, sir. Thank you. So I that just will give you all the guidelines. Okay. 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 Thank you, sir. Next person, please. Mutar. Hi. Uh, this is from my brother. Uh, he got his HMB approved, and, uh, and he got. I'm his... getting a lot of distance, Mutar. Yeah, one second. This is for my uh, brother. Um... Uh, I'm sorry, Mutar. I have to let you go. Next person, please. Hi, A. Hello, uh, Mr. Reddy. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago regarding uh, my EB uh, companies refiling my EB2 because of the change in the acquisition name and all. And you suggested, yes, that's the right thing to do. But they are delaying that process. Uh, uh, so, my, and also they are saying that, hey, what is the use of filing? You already are in EB3. Dates can move back again and we cannot keep what on. Is your doing what is your priority date? Uh, February 13, uh, February 2013. I'm current in EB2 now. So you, did you file the 485? With EB3 back in 2020. Ah, okay, okay. They so, what you're trying to, so what you're trying to tell is that, hey, file a EB2 and get it amended and then go for it. Well, yeah. you know, here is what my grandmother told me though. If you lose the ring in the light, uh, sorry, in the dark, okay? You don't go to the light and search there. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the dark place and search there because the ring is in the dark place. It's not in the light place, mm -hmm. right? So it, only your company can help. Nobody else can help you. So so, there, so, so is it worth, is it, do you advise to file I-114 EB2? Uh, to do amendment in EB and then file interfile, or is just a way. Definitely, you said, you said February 2013 is right. That's a long way. I mean, right now it's January of 2012, though. If no, I were... I, no, in, in EB2, I have my date as ever, February uh, 2013. My initial was an EB2. They downgraded it to EB3 back I know, in... I know. So you are in EB3, January, February 2013. The priority date is EB3. Is, December 31st of 2011. So you're, you're almost like 14 months. Yeah, I will definitely file. If I were you, I would file the amendment and try my luck. I won't lose anything. And if you have to spend the money, it's worth spending the money. Okay. And later on, if EB2 goes back and EB3 comes forward, forward again, That's I fine. can- you haven't, you haven't filed the, you, until the amendment is approved, you're not going to file the, you're not going to file the interfiling though. They, they are saying once we get the receipt of the new I-140. You can, you can, but I would not recommend that you do that. Hmm. Okay. Because if the then the EB-3 moves forward and the EB-2, I-140 is not approved, you will be in Agarka Nagarka. I will wait until I-140 is approved, then make a move. Okay? But, but again, it comes to the same situation. If it gets approved and I make a move and then then I can EB3 moves forward and EB2. I got, I got the point, but what's the profit if your I-140 is pending, if you file it, if the EB2 moves, if the EB2, they cannot approve the green cards, right? So better to file it in premium for EB I-140 and then do the interface? No, file it in normal, convert into premium. Okay. 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 Next person, please. Thank you. Ayat. Hi. So uh, this is for my brother. He got his H1B um, stamped uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, 
uh, and he, um, this is first time he's coming. Um, so his port of entry would be Chicago because his employer is in Chicago and his client is in Chicago. So, uh, like we had a lot of deposits happening in at Chicago. So can we um, uh, book a ticket to New York and put a connecting flight to Chicago so that he can have his port of entry in New What's York? What's the company's name that he is coming from? He's coming from Views and Technologies. How do you spell it? V U E. G-E-N, Vujan Technologies. Ravi Ramnath. Yes. Yeah, it may make a sense. It may make a sense based on the company's history. Mm. So going to New York is a good option? I, I, would, I would just say that it's not a bad option. That's all I would say. Okay. okay. So what do you suggest? Like going directly to Chicago or going I, It's to... your call, sir. It's your call. I would say that going to New York is not a bad option. Next person, it's a judgment call you have to make. Okay. It's a judgment call you have to make, sir. Not much particular I can tell. Next person, please. Priyanka? Priyanka? I'll be busy until one. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Rahul, there are Next no one. more hand raised. Not you. I see Sulab. Priyanka, Priyanka is not responding. Hmm. Sulab is also not responding. Okay. No, I'll, I'll pick. Well, Can I pick Salab? A repeater. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Salab Gupta. Uh, are you able to hear yes, me? Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Rahul, um, I was listening to the discussion about AB3 and AB2. The guy just asked question about, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the degree and stuff. And I got curious. Uh, that's the reason I raised my hand. Uh, I am, uh, my, my green card is uh, applied in EB3. Now, is there a downside to it in future in terms of the salary or, you know, the prevailing wage or whatever? Like, why should we, uh, why should we prioritize EB2 versus EB3? Or is there some down, downside to it? He has a degree issue. What issue do you have? He has a BCom and MCom. I have a bachelor's in computer science. Is it a three-year or a four-year degree? Four-year degree. That has nothing, that has no relation to with you at all. He has oh. a three plus two year degree, which okay. is not even related to computer science. Okay, but there is no downside for EB3 versus EB2, right? Just, I mean, in future, if I want to go on a higher wage level, EB3 is not restricting so, me to do that, right? So right now you're filed under EB3. You got the EB3 approved, is right? Yes. I have yeah. got the labor in, approved in, and I-140 approved. Yeah, in future, you can go for EB2 easily. Not that guy. That's a different guy. He has a degree issues. You don't have a degree issues. You can for, go for EB2. The only concern is the job should have that requirement to support the EB2 versus EB3. That is right. That is okay. right. Nothing to do with the degree. Okay. Thank you for taking my call on a short notice. Next question. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thank you for helping us so much uh, with all uh, clearing all your... Sure. So uh, my question is, my um, we have downgraded and refiled uh, my EB3. Downgraded item. and refiled. What's the priority date? Now, priority date is July 2012. Okay. We actually downgraded in July 2021 when our final action dates got current, not in October. Okay. When did you refile? Refile in Jan 2022 before the interfile thing came up. Okay. Go ahead. So our EB3 I-140 is still pending and both files are in Texas Service Center. 
So mm-hmm. my question is, will premium processing approval of EB three I one forty help move the case out of Texas Service Center, or uh, will it not help the so much? We are seeing some cases getting moved out of Texas Service Center, though, but not all cases, though. So it totally- definitely won't. It definitely won't harm for sure, because nothing can harm you right now. You're yeah. dead anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank- yeah, so nothing can harm you anymore than what you are. Unfortunately, I don't know how you ended up in Texas Service Center. Most of the cases that we filed in January, not all, but most of the cases we filed in January ended up in uh, in Nebraska, uh, sorry, National Benefit Center. But unfortunately, you ended up. So it doesn't harm you. That's all I can tell you. Whether it's going to help you or not, I don't know. It'll be uh, up to luck. Will, uh, will withdrawal help? No, it does not. I would not withdraw it because... I'm a bit worried about this withdrawal. You withdraw one, they think it's the other one that you withdraw. It's risky. You see my point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll try my luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next person, please. Last caller for today, guys. And don't forget that we do have uh, YouTube and Facebook live. We're going to have some interesting discussion on the 485 pending with Texas Service Center, guys. Vaidikya. Go ahead. Well, Vaidikya is not answering the question. You have to unmute yourself, Vaidikya. Guys, you need to figure it out how to raise your hand. I think so. That's all of you guys are software professionals. So if you're coming to ask questions, please make sure that you know how to put the camera on and ask questions. Last caller, uh, you want to go, Vaidikya? You have to unmute yourself, Vaidikya. Yeah, you unmute now. Can you speak? I can't hear you. Go to the next one. Sorry about that. Satya? Yes. Uh, Hey, hi, Rahul. So I have this question. So I'm currently working as a full-time employee uh, and uh, I'm currently on H1 and uh, the employer said I got to stay with them for at least two years uh, so that uh, once the green card process is initiated. So if I find a good role once they have... uh, filed they said i got to pay some amount so is this uh, something that uh, that is legally acceptable or can i just uh, tell them that you know um uh, i am an i am an immigration lawyer though not a contracts lawyer um this guy his consultation fees is way 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 less than mine you can consult him he should be able to guide better though and his okay. link is provided in there. Okay. okay. It doesn't work for all of them. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Rahul. Thank you. Thank you guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 4.30 PM. Don't forget our YouTube and Facebook live today at 5 PM Central Time. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.